Welcome back to Rome Boys. On this episode, we're getting to know the Rome Boys better. On this episode, we're picking on Chris. Woo! I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> true i'm the little guy uh yeah but you're wiry yeah, yeah. oh yeah that's what wiry he said just yeah. so you guys know a uh, little irish mostly swedish apparently huh. uh and indian actually uh, native american yeah oh, so cool. uh Do we know what tribe a 32nd uh a 32nd cherokee Indian. Cool. Get any scholarships in college for that? No, I <laughs> tried. But, oh, that would be no. so sweet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyways, they closed the registry book or whatever, I think, some years back when I was uh, a teenager. Huh. Yeah. So, I didn't look into it enough, so I can't speak factually on the matter, but okay. uh, I do know who my you know great-great-grandmother was. So, anyways. Geronimo. Geronimo! <laughs> Actually, he's in the Dagley family book. No yes. way. I'm related oh, cool. to Geronimo. Uh, yes. How cool is that? <laughs> yes, it's funny you say that. Um, yeah, there's also a George Washington in that book, but not the same guy. Ah, no. So, uh, but yeah, Dagley's on my mother's side. So, uh, you know, I've, I've made comments about, you know, some of my upbringing, and my last name used to be Wooten, mm. W O O T E N. Mm. Um, Woot. So whenever I made this change, it was after high school, uh, I said, uh, uh, I changed my name from Wooten to Martin, Mm. which is my dad's last name. Mm. Uh, I said, yeah, I didn't give up my last name when I got married. (laughs) 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 I mean, your wife is tough. Yeah. Yeah. You will take. (laughs) (laughs) So. If that were the case, I'd have been a Havelock. Right? This is so, true. Havelock. Yeah. No, I'm a Martin. Yeah. So, uh, and, and I'll talk a little bit about that. So, yeah, when I was I was born, my mom was pregnant uh, when she was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And my dad is uh, a little bit younger than my mom. Uh, my mom was a pretty girl in, in high school. Uh, her dad died when she was 14 years old. Mm. And she oh, was wow. a daddy's girl. She's a middle child, so she's got an older brother, Gene. Uh, who raised me for many years, and mm. a, a younger uncle who, uh, you know, I lived with Kevin for uh, a little while, a younger, a younger brother of my mom. And so uh, I do want to say that in no way will I uh, have any ill intention, speaking of my parents, you know, because I do believe in honoring my father and mother. Sure, sure. Uh, not just for personal reasons, because it is the one, the commandment that comes with a promise, right? You'll sure. have a long and happy life. There you go. Uh, so... Uh, but, I, you know, the truth of the matter is I, my mom was a single mother and my dad, my biological father, uh, did not know that he was my dad, uh, wow. did not know that they conceived. Uh, mm. And so my mom, 16 years old, pregnant in high school, head cheerleader, uh, very, very poor. Uh, my mom was and my dad not uh, was not poor. As a matter of fact, uh, my great grandfather in this, I know there's fact checkers out there. 
my great grandfather invented the coaxial cable, which eventually was uh, cable television. Really? So, oh. Yeah. So quite quite interesting. Uh, so two opposite ends of the spectrum, mm-hmm. right? Uh, my dad was an only child. Uh, my mom was a middle child. Uh, her dad, like I said, died when she was 14. So she was wandering in the wilderness. Mm. Uh, and so she had me when she was 17 years old. She didn't graduate from high school. And all of this has played an impact on my life mm. uh, because um, I have two half-brothers, same mom, different dad. And, uh, you know, my mom didn't go to college. My Uncle Kevin did. Uh, and uh, But, you know, I was one of the only ones to go to to go to college and have plans to go to college really in my family. Uh, and so that has been, uh, something that I never thought was possible. Mm. You know, I never thought that I could actually do these things, but there's some moments in my life, uh, and getting deeper into the testimonial side of it, where I realized that there was more to my life than what was right before me. Mm. Number one, mm. I didn't have my dad, right. you know, so I was always seeking and searching. Did you know where he was? So, I'm sitting here trying to figure out how did your mom keep that from that's, you? How yeah, did you not know? Yeah. Well, let me say that it was, um, it was a troubling matter. It's an honest question, but she was with multiple partners. Mm. Oh. You had to ask. Oh! And, um, and so when I was in, I don't want to jump too far ahead, so I'll, I'll kind of keep it sequential. Um, I always wanted to know, of course. Mm, sure. Um, I had a stepdad. Uh, he's very abusive to my mom. Uh, and a drug addict, and I've seen things that people, especially children, should not see. Mm. Uh, to you know, the likes of um, you know drugs and with needles and mm. uh, prostitution and mm. all sorts of things. You know, um, no one should see, but especially a kid. Yeah, yeah. Sure. You know, my mom, gosh, sold food stamps uh, for drugs and alcohol, and mm. you know, just a very, very tough life. Uh, but I always found joy. As a child, there was always joy in my heart. Mm. There were moments of sadness for sure. Sure, yeah. But as a child, you have joy built into you, mm. and I think that's true for for all kids. And we see uh, we see the stamp of God on our hearts and who we are. And so, I always knew that there was more. Hmm. So uh, I was friends with Adam uh, in third grade, and I remember he was an only child. He still is, and uh, but his family they were Christian, you know? Mm. Um, and so I went to church with them and, and it was awesome to see a husband and wife together. And, uh, you know, they would eat a Sunday meal after church and, uh, gosh, there were some summers where I'd be there three months out of the, out of the, don't blame you. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. You wanted to be there. I was Mm. the last, I was the first child that was in their home, uh, after she had, gone through fostering many, many kids. Mm. So she stopped fostering, but I became friends with Adam and she could see trouble in my life. Mm. Uh, Miss Ott. Uh, now my Mima, my mom's mom had a cross stitch on the wall. And this was kind of my first recollection of God's presence in our home outwardly. Uh, it was the serenity prayer, mm-hmm. which is often used in alcoholic, AA, Alcoholics oh, Anonymous. Okay. So God grant me to the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Mm. And mm-hmm. that has actually, I thought, was the one verse. It was really the only verse I knew uh, because it was always there right by the dinner table, mm. you know, in, in my grandmother's home. Uh, 
but it was the one thing that really gave me confidence and maturity of understanding that I don't have control over everything right that I'm asking right. for God somebody beyond myself beyond my own family um, so that that always had an impact on my life and still to this day it does and it's kind of an undertone of of my faith so my meemaw did really give me that first impression of who God is because of that cross stitch on the wall but then April 20th 1992 I go to Forest Branch Baptist Church in Livingston Texas and I was invited um, my whole family was invited, my stepdad, uh, and my mom, and we never went to church hmm. and Wayne Harris and Betty and their daughter, uh, had a plan. They were going to invite me to the altar call hmm. and, uh, they gave me a Bible. I still have that Bible today. I use it all the time, uh, especially in RCIA to show people, you know, the steps in my life, hmm. uh, that are memorable. And it has their inscription in the front. Uh, I was 10 years old, and I went up to the front of the church, and I accepted Jesus in my life. Mm. And I was uh, baptized the next day. Wow. Uh, or that Sunday, because this was a weekday, okay. I believe. And, uh, and I remember being baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Okay, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my Trinitarian baptism. Uh -huh. Again, I was 10 years old. I remember weeping, sobbing. Um, and that moment... Why is that? What was going that on? That moment, I was united with a memory that I had as a child. Mm. Uh I remember standing in that same dining room with that same scripture on the wall or um, prayer on the wall. My stepdad had stabbed my, uh, my Mimo in the arm mm. with a steak knife. Say again, please. You mm. know, one of those brown handled steak knives. Boom. Mm. There was, he was violent, very violent. Mm. Uh, and I remember standing there. I'm a small guy, right? Yeah. Uh, and I remember looking up at my stepdad. And he never touched me once in, his, once in his life except for one spanking I got. Hmm. Uh, and I remember feeling the complete presence of something around me that I couldn't explain. I was a little guy. Gosh, sure. it, was, it was before this moment, mm -hmm. right? I was less than 10 years old. Yeah. And I remember penetrating his eyes. Hmm. And I could see fear in his face. Hmm. And yeah. I could see in my, this is the memory of a child, right? I don't mm -hmm. know how else to explain it. Because it's one of those memories that have stuck with me. Just a presence, an angelic presence, mm. honest to goodness. And I saw fear in his eyes that he would never touch me or anyone else in that room again. Crazy. Must have been a big angel. Yeah. Must have been a, don't mess with my mama. Yeah. Don't be talking about my mama. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. yeah you ain't lying. <laughs> this is a scary moment that God is there. And I knew that that day uh, when I accepted Jesus mm. um, and in, invited him to be in my life, that he was he he was joyful and i was joyful that i knew who had been there w with me the whole time the whole time the whole time you would the whole time mm. it wasn't because i asked him into my life that he was there mm. he was already he was there. always there yeah. and it made it came full circle gotcha. in its maturity it was like a confirmation if mm. you will um and so uh, there were You're lots of leaps and bounds ahead of your average person. Oh, my goodness. The oh, maturity really? there, the spiritual maturity there. Like, what? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. interesting. Young. It's, it's humbling to say, I agree. Hmm. When I was in. Well, because God did it. When yeah, I was in it's fourth all grade, fourth grade, fifth, fourth grade, summer, fifth grade, I remember leaning on a washing machine. It was rattling. We were in the 
a trailer house and my mom was there. My stepdad was beating her. And, um, and I remember looking up to my mom and saying, I'll mow yards. I'll do whatever I can to get out of this house. We can yeah. get an apartment. I'm in fourth grade, fifth You're taking grade. the father role. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I said, you don't deserve to live like this yeah. anymore. And I literally told her, I can't live like this anymore. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. And that is when I moved in with my aunt and uncle. Mm. Uh, and and I almost say like the maturity was forced on you. In yeah. a way. It was. You sure. know, through sure. your experiences, because like you said, most 10 years old. Yeah, ten year olds and under aren't <laughs> don't have that maturity level. Yeah. Well, most ten years old don't go through that kind of stuff. Yeah, they, sure, don't. they sure. don't. I remember yelling at them. You know, I know what y'all are doing in there. I know what y'all are talking about. You know, mm-hmm. just in moments, um, and uh, and it's interesting that yeah, that maturity was. You know, kids are uh, um, they're very resilient mm-hmm. and very yeah. and humans are very adaptive and and we're survivors, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, I'm saved and baptized, you know, in, in the, in the Protestant sense of the word, but I hate, I was saved. I'm mm. telling you, uh, I was saved by my, uh, by Jesus and by the understanding that he was there, uh, and that he's always going to be there for me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, interestingly enough, I didn't know who my dad was mm. and Wayne Harris, the man who brought me that Bible and brought me to that moment, lived right next door to my biological father. Say what? At that time, nobody had any idea. My wow. mom, me, no That's one, crazy. no one knew, right? Lives still to this day right next door to my dad. Wow. Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, gosh, so much, so much. And there's so I mean, many. just a God incident. Yeah. You know, right, right, right. So many your dad, your actual dad is living next to this guy who takes you in, who's yeah. a spiritual dad. Too. Yeah. 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 You know. So, you know. In high school, you, we all have experiences in high school. There's a lot of things happening. I remember standing out in a field. That we were, there was a party. People were drinking, you know. I, I was able to drive and all, and so I was there. Uh, but I remember going out into the field, um, and I, it was dark, and I remember looking up, and there were stars everywhere in the sky. And this is right before I was 18, and I started looking for my dad. Uh, I was in another town, not my hometown, uh, where I was born and raised for, you know, my younger years. And I remember looking up to the sky and asking God, where's my dad? Will you ever give me the opportunity to meet him? I'm about to be a man and adult myself and I'm going to go on about my life. And, Mm -hmm. and will I care if I'm an adult like I do as a child, Hmm. you know? And I remember kind of tearing up looking at the stars because, because God clearly said to me, I am your father. Hmm. You don't need anyone else. But when the time is right, it'll all be revealed to it's you. It's like an Abraham moment. Right? Oh, my god. Abraham goodness. was looking up at the yes. stars. and <laughs> yes. I thought it was going to be, he's dying next door. The whole time, the whole time, you would, the whole time. So now I was about two and a half hours from my hometown, you know, um, where I went to high school. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, <clears throat> so... Here I am in high school, and I was going to the courthouses locally there, um, again, two and a half hours from hometown, just asking, how do I find him? Gosh, what do I do? Sure. I remember getting laughed at mm. in the court, uh, in the courthouse. Uh, literally, it made no do. sense. Like, why? why would somebody laugh at a kid why? who's looking for his dad? Yeah. But I, I just broke down. Just and, the odds are so it, well, impossible? So or? There was, I don't know. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Um, I had no information to bring. You know, I didn't yeah, know yeah. what I needed to do. Right. So... Uh, but I think it, it helped me grow. Mm. I think it was 
for a purpose. I think uh, that it, it was my turn to say, look, uh, Chris, you're an adult and you don't need to just worry about your past, but you have a future. And uh, while it might sound poetic and, and this is just what I was going through, yeah. you know, this is my experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, <clears throat> I, uh, I'm on the phone with my mom and uh, her husband at the time, who's now passed away, uh, his name is JR. He passed away on my wedding anniversary, mm. my biological father, uh, his birthday, and Anne's birthday, our second oldest child. So June 7th. Oh, my goodness. Uh, wow. June 7th is a, is a big day for us. Uh, but Great. JR was there with my mom, and this is my mom's 20-year class reunion coming up. And JR said, hey, there's this guy, Eddie Martin, that... I used to play the guitar with, and I'm looking at the yearbook because we're going to go to the class reunion, and you are the spitting image oh. of, of my old friend, Eddie Martin. Wow. And my mom finally broke down because that's her husband. Yeah. She's sure. not going to talk about the past. Sure. sure. But she said it's a possibility. Mm. Um, and my mom called to say, do you want me to, I'm going to see him at the class reunion. He'll be there. Mm. Uh, do you want to know who your dad is still? And do you mind if I ask him? And I said, yeah, let's do it. And it seemed like it was wham, bam. And he said, yes, we took a paternity test and it was there. 100%. Wow. 99.9978%. Wow. Wow. Found out who my dad was, right? Hmm. Um, awesome guy. And How uh, was that moment leading up? You're like walking up to him. You haven't seen him. And- I'm searching online. They have a Martin family, you know, website and stuff. Facebook's not really a, you know, a big deal. Uh, and... Uh, I see pictures of him. I'm like, wow, <laughs> this could be the other part of who I am. You Good, know, before nice. we took the paternity test, yeah, I, right, I was right, trying right. to do my research. Yeah, I picked up the phone and called him. My mom gave me his number before we ever met, before we ever did the paternity test. And uh, hi, how are you? Little, you're a gutsy <laughs> little guy. <laughs> Still are. <laughs> and it was, it was, uh, it was powerful. I couldn't commit because I didn't know yet, hundred percent. Sure. Right? sure. But uh, sure enough, it, 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 it happened, and I met my dad. And uh, when they called me, they actually gave me a flip phone, cell phone, you know, because I didn't have one, and uh, I was working in College Station. And, uh, and they called me and said, it's true, 99.99% uh, positive test. I broke down crying. I dropped the phone. Mm. Um, my boss let me off of work that day. You know, <laughs> it, was, it was powerful. So um, I... Uh, I got to know my dad. My grandfather had come and picked me up. I have a great relationship with him, my dad's dad. And uh, granddad came and picked me up and uh, went back home to Livingston with him. We're, College Station and Livingston are an hour and a half apart. So um, I was an Aggie at heart from early on. <laughs> and, uh, well, we went to an, a, an Episcopal service because my grandfather was uh, uh, their Episcopalian. And uh, a friend of mine, Stuart Moore, my same age, passed away in Iraq. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so they had a service for him. It was around Christmas time. Never been to a liturgical event mm-hmm. or service like this. So uh, I go in. All this is new to me, right? Like my, my dad. All these my new grand- people. Yes, yeah. yes. This new family. So yeah. emotions, you know, uh, just growing up, being, you know, very young. And uh, gosh, 20 maybe. Uh, around this time, 10 years yeah. after sure, my, uh, sure. you know, uh, being, becoming a Christian. 
And uh, sorry if I'm taking too long, guys. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you got me locked in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. next? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I was thinking Marcus Grodi is going to call and put you on the journey home. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good story. I was uh, in the service like, wow, what is this? And people were reciting, st- reciting stuff, and I didn't know what was going on. Like, why are the people talking? You ain't supposed to be talking. We're saying amen. You know? <laughs> all all say. Yeah. Uh, so we went back to my granddad's house that night after the Episcopal service. It was in the evening, and um, honoring my friend too, which I it made me feel good. I was, you know, I was locked into that service, and uh and I, how could i not be a part of it you know one of my great friends who passed away or good friends who passed away anyways and uh so there's a book on the shelf at my granddad's house and somewhere along the title um it says uh 20,000 denominations on it pulled it off the shelf dusted it off as an old book there's a lot more now <laughs> yeah this is true yeah. uh so uh but the first chapter was almost half the book and it was the roman catholic church and I just started huh. reading it. Hmm. And I, I, why. I was going uh, to, to college. And, and no experience of Catholicism up until this point? None. 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 I, I remember in high school, I had a friend, um, Ricky Dominguez. He uh, would had this bowl of water out by the door. I honestly thought that it was one of those old-timey uh, like hand-washing sinks yeah. that you have in your bathroom <laughs> with the mirror on it, you know, right. and the towel. Uh but it was a holy water font holy in the water. house. Interesting. And he was like, you want some holy water? And I was like, nah, I'm good. You know, <laughs> I never knew what to say right. going yeah. and visiting his family. So I do remember kind of that they prayed around the table and they all said the same prayer together. Okay. And I had no idea what to sure, say or do. Have, I was just yeah, like, yeah. amen. You know, yeah. um, it was nothing wrong with it. It was good. I understood it. Let's get to the grub. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, the history locked me in in that book. And I thought, why has nobody told me that this is the church that Jesus Christ founded? Mm-hmm. Uh, why Can't argue with history? No. Mm-hmm. Why am I called a Protestant? I don't protest anything that this cat Catholic church says, what does Catholic mean? All these questions just started mm-hmm. pouring. Boom, boom. So I'm going from childhood to manhood yeah. in knowing my dad, um, and, and, you know, growing up, right. Yeah. And getting out into the world, I, I had two full-time jobs. I was working my butt off and I was going to college. I'd have been completely overwhelmed. I've been like, <laughs> yeah. I can't handle all this. <laughs> yeah. Information overload. Right. I'd have been fried. It's, mm. it's, it's, it's overwhelming. Uh, so yeah, I started learning all this stuff about, about my dad during this time too. So one quick story on that point, if quick as possible, uh, <laughs> is that my, my, my uncle Kevin, my mom's younger brother, uh, his wife was the editor at the local newspaper. Well, my dad was in a terrible accident uh, a year before I got to know him. Mm. Uh, he's one of the only known survivors of illegal decapitation. Say what? Uh, people are you, wow. I'm, I'm losing my head over the story and you're saying he literally lost his head yeah yeah so um, what? yeah so this is just before i got to know him well in this letter to the editor uh my dad puts and it got published in the newspaper he was mad at god i have a copy of it this he, is after the accident this is after the accident before he met me uh he didn't know why he was alive or what his calling in life was and uh, so he, he, he published this thing, and my aunt said, There's, it was too dark. There was no way that this should have been published. It shouldn't have got through the processes to mm, get sure. into the print. 
Uh, so somehow it did. Hmm. At the end of that letter, my dad says something to the effect of, um, I don't know why um, I'm called to be here or, and to be alive, but I know God has a purpose for me. Yeah. Hmm. And it was not very long after that we met. Interesting. Wow. God's working in his yeah. life. Another wow. coincidence. Yeah. So, um, so I was just, I'm constantly called by the things that have happened in my life. And when I tell the story of it, it seems just like a story to me. Hmm. But it also seems like, yeah, God was there the whole time, and He's always going to be there for mm-hmm. me. The whole time, the whole time, you would, the whole time. Um, so that confidence where you hear a lot of Protestants say, like, do you know Jesus? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know where you're going after you die? Absolutely. I know where God is calling me, mm-hmm. um, and I know what I'm supposed to do because we talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? There you go. Yeah. Um, so, um, that really was compelling to know that my dad was, um, and not to be so selfish, you know, his life was hopefully, uh, saved for many reasons beyond just getting to know me. Sure. I, I, I believe that he's got a higher calling than that even. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, again, I, I, I started to find my way. I was stumbling around as an adult, uh, through this idea of Catholicism. And that was my, my, my first real interaction with it, right? Because so, the book led you to, I mean, so it started with the book, the introduction to yep. Catholicism. Got you thinking. Got yeah. you thinking. So where, where did it go from there? Uh, so I was, <clears throat> I, I was going to college and I went to uh, Blend College. It's a junior college uh, in the Bryan College Station area outside of Texas A&M. And I took a class called Philosophy of Religion. I just, I love the idea of philosophy. I love religion, you know, and then so to put it the two and one, I was like, yeah, I'll take that class. Yeah. Uh, I did my research while in the class. Blinn College was a German Methodist university. Um, and so uh, <clears throat> I wrote a paper on that to say, why are you secular now? Mm. I mean, yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was a great class. It was powerful. Uh, but in that class, my professor gets up there uh, at the front of the room the first day and says, uh, we're going to learn from great philosophers, Immanuel Kant, uh, <laughs> Siddhartha, the Buddha, mm. uh, 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 St. Anselm. Now we're talking. And I started getting a little closer, you know, right? And I'm just listening. I don't know. I'm, I'm the guy just kind of receiving God's message and I didn't mm-hmm. even know it. And yeah. then he said, and St. Thomas Aquinas. And I was like, hey, I've heard that name Ding. before. Yeah. That's on my delivery route because I work for UPS. Ah. And um, so there's a St. Thomas Aquinas Catholic Church and College Station where I lived. Uh, I hear this guy's name up at the front of the room. Uh, I met who is now my wife, Melissa, who's cradle Catholic. Mm. We're just friends. Uh, but I found out that she had only missed mass one time. She'd only missed church on Sunday, one time in her entire life. Mm. And she was probably sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she was sick yeah. and she was mad. She couldn't go. No, you're just showing off. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I and thought, never missed again. <laughs> oh my goodness. I've always known keeping the Sabbath Sabbath holy really does mean you need to fellowship and commune and be at church. Even as a Protestant, yeah. I, I knew you mm-hmm. got to, you got to go to church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's living it and she's living it. And I thought, and I had made so many mistakes in my life. Um, all of which I won't break myself down into tears to tell you about right now. Thanks. Sorry, but we've all made mistakes. Be a different episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one all by itself. Mm. 
Um, the confessions of Chris. There you go. There you go, Augustine. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's about right. That's about right to sum it up. Yeah, Augustine. So um, <clears throat> I literally told Melissa as a friend, uh, I, I, I'll never date you uh, because she's just too good, you know, uh, and that she deserves somebody that was a virgin. I wasn't. Uh, she was and had her card in her mm, purse. Chastity card. Chastity yeah. card, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and Basically, you're saying you just weren't worthy. We're not worthy! We're not worthy! Yeah, yeah, uh, totally. And I meant it. Mm. Uh, and I was pushing God away, you know? Mm. Um, but anyways, so I went to Mass with her one day. Uh, and it was at St. Thomas Aquinas Catholic Church. And it was the first time I had ever went to Mass. Now, I want to say Saint that... St. Thomas Aquinas, there's that name again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want to say that I, I, I did go to a Catholic funeral, but I didn't participate and I didn't stay for the whole thing kind of a thing. Like, I kind of left out and was he was a good friend of mine. And uh, But this is what I knew I was going to. I knew I was going to a Catholic church. The funeral, I was like aren't we going to talk about Joel? <laughs> you know, it was different. Sure. I wasn't used to it. Right. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> I knew that something more was happening with my faith. And here's the reason I never really knew how to interpret scripture for myself. And I never really knew that the scripture itself said it's not up yeah. for interpretation. Mm-hmm. I always took it from the word from my Sunday school teacher or the preacher at the podium, or, you know, uh, what I could derive from the book myself. Mm -hmm. But I always knew something more than even interpretation was missing. And so I remember sitting there uh, with Melissa, and I had decided to come into the church. And I can culminate what was missing in one thought. I started to cry. Hmm. uh, Because I said, you know, I've gone to Mass now. I had been going to Mass with her after I decided to come into the church. This is before any decision to get married, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't come into the church to get married. That's good. At all. Mm-hmm. And I told her, if I'm just telling you, Melissa, that mm-hmm. if this doesn't work out, I'm Catholic. Awesome. So, <laughs> good, good. There was maturity in my life that was impressed upon me mm-hmm. where right. I was compelled, you know. Uh, Faith first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and so... Uh, because there was so much uncontrol in my childhood. Mm-hmm. I, I always wanted to be an adult because I was sick and tired of not knowing where my food was going to come from, literally. Not knowing where I was going to sleep at night. I had yeah. bounced around. I had lived with so many people. I can't even count them all. Mm-hmm. When I was going to school in elementary, I remember mm-hmm. uh, living with my Meemaw's friend, Sandra Snook, um, for maybe three months, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but I have so many people that I called mom in my life. Through mm-hmm. high school, I lived with four different people, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, all of which I owe every bit of what a parent deserves to, you know, as a kid. Sure. Um, so we, um, we grew together, Melissa and I, and I really dived into the church. And so, uh, I was participating every way that you can youth ministry. I was invited Mm. to be a part of it before I was into the, uh, became Catholic, Mm -hmm. which is a risky business, right? Mm -hmm. Like, sure. But, um, so anyways, um, I, w- I kept getting this calling, so I, w- I was driving my UPS truck one day. I, w- I uh, have a non-denominational bookstore on my route, and I know this Melissa is 
is a good Christian woman and I just want to be really good friends with her. So I go into the store and I'm like, okay, how can I be a better Christian? Um, and I don't know about this whole Catholicism thing completely. How can I be a better Christian? Well, there's a book called Becoming Friends. <laughs> I pull it off the shelf and say, yeah, I'll buy it. Ching, check out, go get in my UPS truck. I open it up and it says, um, there are writings from St. Thomas Aquinas in this book. This is a non-denominational bookstore. <laughs> it's a non-denominational book. showing up. And I'm yeah. like, okay, St. Thomas Aquinas. He's my patron saint, yes. you know, uh, as it turns out. Uh, so I come into the church. It snows on uh, that <laughs> Easter, which is not normal in South Texas. Hell has frozen over. Yes. Um, I mean, snowed like the Dickens. Um, <clears throat> so it was, uh, it was a great day. And I came into the church. Watch out, world. Chris is yeah. in the house. <laughs> yeah, I got a question. It's like, what was the moment, I guess, you realized that Catholicism was where you were supposed, you were meant to be? I was sitting at the table, and Melissa was, this is before I came into the church. I was at, uh, I was at her, her apartment or whatever. And I started crying. I didn't finish that story. Sorry, guys, if I jump around. Uh, but I said, you know, I've been going to Mass with you. And you talk about taste and see. Uh, and I can't taste and I can't see what you see. Hmm. And I know it's missing. And this is just like maybe a week before I come into the church, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, which is always a fun week right before mm-hmm. Easter, right? Mm-hmm. Powerful. Yeah. Because uh, my mother-in-law is like, this is what this day means. This is what this day <laughs> means. Engage in it. Do something about it. And yeah. Fran brought me, I mean, like to maturity and spirituality in my faith Mm. um, before I became Catholic. And you, Tony, actually Mm. made a comment to me one day that says, be careful. Uh, This is, uh, you and Liza were married, Melissa and Mm. I were not. Mm -hmm. And you said, be careful what you read because you need a solid Catholic foundation. Mm -hmm. And you called me out. Because because you were reading Protestant Christian books. Right. Not that they were bad, but... You you were bold, though. Mm -hmm. and and But what it gave edification to was the Catholic Church. Mm. And, and There's plenty of solid books, Thomas Aquinas, for starters. Magi- <laughs> yeah, it's the magisterium. <laughs> Just start mm-hmm. there. Have the yeah. foundation because you can grow in holiness uh, from that point. You don't have to get all the extra stuff out in the world mm. first. Mm-hmm. Uh, the church has what you need to know. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> at that table, I was crying. I was... I didn't know that the Eucharist was what I was missing. Hmm. That's what it was, right? The magisterium and the Eucharist. That's so it always boils down to where it yes. all boils down to. Is, yeah. Is so that night I am awakened, sweating from a dream that I had. There's a, a, a large like group of flight of stairs that go a long ways as if we were in a subway uh, station and there were handrails. And there was a mixture of uh, John Paul II's face and uh, Benedict Hmm. in the same person. And what's interesting is when John Paul II, uh, when I came into the church, that's all I heard was John Paul II. Mm -hmm. But um, but Ratzinger, uh, you know, Benedict was was our pope. Mm -hmm. Uh, But so much influence came from what I was learning Christopher West, Theology of the Body, sure. all these CDs I was pumping into my CD deck, you know, mm-hmm. listening before I was coming into the church. I knew JP2 stuff. Sure. Uh, and, and the Pope was coming up the stairs, and I continued to move out of his way. 
So I would go from one handrail to the next and he would just like a ghost kind of just transparently hover right through it. Mm. And he kept coming towards me. And when I say there was a transfiguration on his face, it was also because he was holding the Eucharist in front of him the whole time. This is Mm. the waking dream I had that I said, I can't, this is, I'm not worthy. You know, there it is again. Yeah. And, and so when I was crying uh, and weeping, honestly, in front of Melissa, she just, embraced me you know the night before i had this dream and uh you know you have dreams that are just so powerful sometimes that they seem real so when i was walking down the aisle it was my marriage to christ Mm. Uh, nice and and that's exactly what it felt like uh and and god was seeking me right this is the only faith in the world the christian religion is the only faith where the god seeks the follower Uh, there is no other religion where the god is seeking the follower. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was epitomized through the vision of the Pope uh, in my dream, in my waking dream from a cold sweat, you know. Uh, after I have my first Holy Communion, we have a reception, and um, Auxiliary Bishop uh, Gregory Amen is the Bishop of um, Austin uh, Diocese at this time. And I said to him afterwards, because he you know, like a good bishop, like a good shepherd comes to me and, and says, welcome into the church. And I said, uh, Bishop, I'm not holy. And, he, and he's not a very tall man, mm-hmm. but he's a very bold man. Mm-hmm. And when he grabbed my hand, because we were shaking hands, he grasped it like with a grip and pulled me towards him. What did you say? And when he looked at me, I felt the same presence and I saw the same thing. Of what I saw in that dream wow. in his face that said, none of us are worthy. Yeah. Don't you ever say that again. Hmm. And he said, welcome to the church. Wow. And <laughs> boom. And then he becomes auxiliary bishop, you know, of New Orleans, New Orleans and St. Louis Parish and mm-hmm. um, Cathedral. And, and the so two th- pivotal moments of your wife. And the Eucharist, mm. that you are not worthy. And that seemed like that just dissolved away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Did you have any pushback? Like, you know, all of your... Uh, I was on the bus. Non-Protestant, or your non-Catholic family. Just met my dad, right? Yeah. Um, they they were happy for me. They kept saying, you know, Episcopal Church is the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've read a little different, but yeah. pretty close. Yeah. Uh, Closer. So tell me what you think about King Henry VIII, and then let's let's continue <laughs> yeah. the discussion. Yeah. Uh, sorry to bring up hot topics, but you said you yeah. asked. Right, uh, right, right. Sitting on a bus, Texas A&M, uh, traveling, uh, you know, on campus and whatnot, and uh, I'm inviting my family because I'm excited. Sure. My uh, I love uh, my grandma Jerry. This is my my dad's uh, mother, and. Uh, and we're talking, what are our Easter plans? What are we going to do? And I tell her I'm coming into the church. And she's Southern Baptist. And I love you, Grandma, if you're watching this, so don't take any offense. But I said, I'm coming into the church. And she said, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. Hmm. Oh, son of a, that's going to leave a mark. And I just met this woman. Hmm. Yeah. And she loved me dearly. Well, that's Southern Baptist a lot of the times. <laughs> it's fire and brimstone, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're taught that. But... I said, well, thank you for caring for my soul. Mm. That was my response. Yeah. Um, because I have nothing but love and compassion for yeah, the people who do say? not yeah. understand yeah. the church. Right. That's why from that moment and still to this day, every year I've participated in RCIA because I think people, it's like Fulton Sheen said, and I'm going to mess it up, but people don't 
uh, there's not one person that disagrees with what the Catholic Church teaches, but mm. what they think it teaches. Amen. You know, what they think it, Amen. Uh, it says. And it's the truth. Uh, and so that's how I came into the church. I didn't have a sponsor. Uh, it was... Uh, one was provided for me, like uh-huh. like an attorney on, you know, uh-huh. like a... They didn't let Melissa be your sponsor? No, because um, it's it's common that you don't have your spouse uh, uh-huh. become be that person because they don't want you to but come into the church yet, by influence. That's true. That's very true. But we were getting married. Yeah, we were getting married. Um, okay. We got married just two months after I came into the church. Okay. So, um, that's interesting. I didn't realize. That yeah. Didn't. Yeah. So it's, it's in the Austin diocese. They, they promote not having your spouse be your sponsor. Mm-hmm. That way you have somebody outside of your faith or outside of your family, immediate family that you can call on and that, who can pray for you. Your spouse has their place, you know, yeah. uh, we're called to bring each other in. Well, that in makes sense, I guess. And yeah. I wonder 50% of marriage is in divorce. So that's maybe you that still need that person to connect yeah. to that. That they do divorce their faith. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, other pushback, um, you know, I think that I was surrounded by so many good Catholic people. Uh, when Especially I, that area. Oh, goodness. Ooh. More more priests come out of A&M than um, even Steubenville. Mm. Sorry about that, Stefanik. No, and, it's uh, all good, though, <laughs> know, like yeah. everybody. No, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> a yeah. little competitive nature. Sure, there, right? a little bit. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so even before I became Catholic. Uh, Step up your game. Come on. Dear, <laughs> <laughs> dear friend of mine, Chris Bartlett, uh, was leading the youth program there. Um, high school, middle school youth program at St. Thomas Aquinas and talk about a great person to be in my life. Uh, and uh, so he invited me to be on core team and core team. There was over 10 people just for, for youth ministries. Awesome to see. Uh, and with Chris's leadership, we went from like 25 students, uh, high school students to like 125. Wow. It was insane. Yeah. So I saw that explosion. And he had already been there, but he was working on a plan like a like a college football coach. You know, you have your building years. And I happen to be part of those building years. Mm. And of our core team, um, you know, how have priests from that circle. My roommate, I met my, you know, I lived in a house uh, that I didn't want to live in anymore in college with roommates. Well, Tom Reitmeyer, uh, he invited me. He's a priest now, mm. you know, so <laughs> I lived with him. He's a college station detective. Mm. Um and then, uh, I've seen enough. I'm going to become a priest. Yeah. So it becomes a priest, right? Uh, people in, in, in that around my life, there, uh, all doing great things like, um, the cuts modes, a family that has, uh, nine kids. They're all, you know, one of them, it works for eCatholic, one mm-hmm. of the largest parish website companies in the United States. So here you are surrounded by all these Catholics and yeah. yet it just, it never clicks until and, and I wasn't, you were invited. Yeah. I was invited. And, um, yeah, because what I think maybe Fran, my Mm mother-in-law said, Mm -hmm. you need to go to RCI if you're interested in this. Uh, And so, um, you know, that's a great point, Joe. Thanks Mm -hmm. for asking that because, um, I love my mother-in-law and it's awesome Mm -hmm. to kind of go back to that moment to say, yeah, I've been invited to the altar. I've been Mm -hmm. invited to church. I've been invited to be around good Christian friends at times, uh, because my families didn't go to church. Right. Um, we should give her props because she paid for my plane ticket to be able to make it to Texas. And that's where I basically said, hey, Liza, you're the best. So go, Fran. <laughs> <laughs> she stuck the ring in my hand uh, that I had brought uh, that apparently I forgot in the car <laughs> whenever I knelt down before her daughter to ask for her hand in marriage. Oh. <laughs> so go, Fran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she forgot <Save> Fran. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you know, gosh, there's, there's so many aspects of the story. Uh, and, and I hope that I've conveyed a lot of that. Uh, there's, uh, 
just continuous moments where I'm, I'm more deeply called back, you know, to the faith every year in RCIA, I see people come in. Uh, I, I could go on. There was multiple priests, by the way, that, uh, Jared cook is in Louisiana. Now he was on core team as a priest. Chris Bartlett's doing amazing things with the blaze ministry and next level ministry and, uh, equipped, uh, and, um, and just, you know, some other cuts modes, kids that were our, our students, uh, in our youth ministry program. One of them was on the unplanned, uh, mm. uh, team. Great movie. That, yeah. Yeah. That, that uh, produced that movie. And uh, other people that were priests out of that group. And I, I even thought, like, what am I doing? Do I, I should be a priest. Mm. <laughs> I really honest, the thought crossed That's my good. mind. You should consider it, definitely. Yeah. I, so there was, hmm. I can say that I did consider it. Mm-hmm. Uh, even getting to know Melissa and, and, and becoming Catholic and all of that time. So uh, I had a lot of people around me encouraging me. Mm. And uh, when I would come out here to West Texas, I saw a, a, a strong Catholic culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you look at these small towns and there's parishes that are alive mm-hmm. and well and thriving in a lot of ways just because there's butts in the seats, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, uh, and we're in West Texas. We're in the Bible Belt, technically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I mean, you get outside it's of this mission little, territory. Yeah, you get outside of this little country territory here that we have, of our cluster. It's mostly Protestant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we yeah, do get to push back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's been interesting uh, is uh, I've lived out my Catholic faith, uh, praise be to God, uh, in a way that I believe I've been called, which uh, you've mentioned uh, the, the Benedictine mm. uh, way, which is through work, mm-hmm. you know, Prayer as one of, the, mm-hmm. uh, one of the three-legged stools that he talks about, uh, one of the three legs of the stool. And uh, people have said, after working with them for a year in the nursing home or wherever, they said, you're Catholic? Mm. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that in mm, a sense yeah. because people won't cuss around me oftentimes. I've experienced this, you know, in the past, not because I'm holier than thou or sure. I'm wearing a big cross on my sure. chest. Or right. Now, as the ideal Catholic, rated 100% on Catholics.com. But, you know, you, you get it. It's, it's, it's good to be around wholesome people. And... uh and so it's been great to have friends who are not Catholic either get their marriage convalidated, their spouse come into the church, uh, people who are friends who we never pushed anything on uh, are now Catholic. Mm. Uh, and it, it's been amazing to see the faith grow around me. And that maturity level from that I said I was missing that thing. It was the magisterium and the Eucharist. Well, I felt like I went in my faith, not that Protestants aren't adults in their own faith. Uh, but for me, uh, I went from boyhood to manhood mm. because I really got that, that what I was thought I was missing my dad. Um, mm. and that connection when I was out in the field, you know, looking up at the stars saying, I want my dad. Well, he gave me my dad. I, I found mm-hmm. him. Uh, and he led me quite honestly into the church through that Episcopal experience. Mm. Um, it, that small C Catholic experience. Mm-hmm. And so I'm grateful to everybody in my life, even if... But then it also eventually led you to the Father in the Eucharist. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. So that's you were asking for the Father. You just weren't exactly know. which one. You were, Here, you were looking son. for an <laughs> eternal one, but then yeah. you ended up finding even the one. one. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. That's amazing. That's great. 
So that's and, how I came into the and church. And married with six daughters? Married with six daughters, <laughs> yeah. You know, we always said we wanted six kids. Oh. Um, and we practiced. We said seven. We yeah. practiced. On our wedding. Wow. Yeah, we have seven. That was, I mean. Lisa said 14, two. right? Lisa, <laughs> Lisa said two. We have okay. five. <laughs> yeah, 14. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> 14. <laughs> so, um, so I, you know, it's, um, I would have never thought. I'd have been in an institution because I'm not an institution guy. Mm. And my wife is somebody who's like, okay, here's the rules. You follow them. (laughs) We took math together, uh, college algebra. Uh, You know, we were becoming friends and whatnot. And and, uh, man, she was an A student because she worked hard. She kept her nose down. She followed the rules. And I'm like, why? 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 <laughs> Literally, I'm the guy. Come on, live a little. <laughs> yeah. That used to get me in so much uh, trouble. <laughs> what if I could, in math, what if I could just tell you the answer? Why do I need to show, show my show work? Show my work, right. Yeah. My wife shows her work. And it's her love language, by the way. Mine is, you know, words of affirmation. And, and the balance, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> but my wife, not mi- Melissa, not missing mass ever. That was a conviction in my life. Uh, and uh, hearing Fran's story. And Steve's and how they, my in-laws, how they came in, uh, and, and and how they lived their life. And when I look back, I'm like, oh my goodness, you were doing this at that age, and look at my age now, and I kind of can see how you're going through what you went through as a young adult with young kids who are now our wives, mm-hmm. and right. And so um, you think about what your parents go through when you mm-hmm. get older, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, dang it, I was a yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, mom, sorry, dad. Yeah. Yes. Goes around, comes around, right? <laughs> we'll get uh, it. But what, what I saw in Melissa, though, was somebody who broke all the rules of secular society. Oh, okay. I see what you did there. Nah, of not breaking the rules. Mm, right. Everybody's breaking the rules, but she wasn't. How so is she's breaking the rules. How is it in this ah. obedience? I'm not an institution guy. Yeah. I don't, like, and my dad's not an institution guy, mm. and I'm like, yeah, that's where I get it from. But when I, for me to give my self up to the church mm. for me to make that commitment whatever anybody else thinks and and you know i'm not trying to say i'm holier than thou uh and that i was the prodigal son which i was um but it's not easy for me to say yes to the church mm. to give up myself sure. and my own control in my life um but melissa's i asked her when i was coming into the church like why, why do you do this and, i don't know uh, right. you know she is i don't know i don't know well because it's what my parents did. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just what it's you're just supposed, supposed to, to do. do. What we do. Yeah. And that's obedience. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not blind obedience because she loves Jesus and she loves the church and she loves, and she's just, why would I go outside of this? Um, it's, it's simple and it's, it's the truth, mm-hmm. you know, but for me, she brought you to the obedience and you bring her to the knowing the why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and she'll say the same thing. Mm. And, uh, and so I think that adventurous side of me mm. uh, kind of drew her near, and I needed stability. Sure. And opposites I, attract. There you when, go. And, yeah. You know, I, you complete I'm, me. I'm, I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm giving a talk at the retreat at, at, at a retreat, axe retreat. Won't tell too much, um, <laughs> but uh, I'm looking at the chart because I'm putting together this PowerPoint slide, and like my life was crazy. I mean, things were going on in my life that was people shouldn't be doing. Uh, there was inconsistency. I didn't know where I was going to live. Right. Didn't know where I was going to get my next meal. Even when I was on my own as a young adult, like 18, 19, 20, then I met my wife and it was like, 
Normal. <laughs> Straight and narrow. <laughs> yeah. Went from this wacky yeah. life to yeah. stability. I don't know, yeah. though. Your life's pretty crazy. Well, yeah, okay. But, yeah. okay. Okay. Fair enough. In one, one way, yes. <laughs> this is what Melissa would say. She's like, I met you and my life just got nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. That's the truth. Interesting. We have moved 13 times since we've been married 13 years. Mm. And some of those places, we might have even lived there a year and a half or yeah. two, which means we moved multiple times in singular years. Mm. So yeah. um, the longest we've ever lived in one house is the one we're in right now. Wow. And it's a, a rent house with two bedrooms, <laughs> no insulation. It's Cheap cold rent. in the winter and hot in the summer. <laughs> and, uh, and your wife found that house for us, mm-hmm. which is a mile down the street yes. from you. And it was not habitable. <laughs> and we cleaned it up. And it's been one of the greatest things to bring our family together. Well, and better than you found it. You know. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are. Um, but you're putting in some roots. You're building a house. Yeah. And in the neighborhood. There's not been a, a greater time in my life than now. Hmm. That's amazing. That's great. It's the truth. Uh, there was what I've, I kind of have went back to um, is, uh, you know, I've said that so many times in my life. Came into the church, greatest day of my life. I was got I married. You're going to say that about a hundred more times. Greatest day of my life. <laughs> yeah, best day ever. <laughs> best day ever. Yeah. Um, Everybody, until the next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, you know, I, I just had a great God in, in sense. In, God in, incidence. God incidence. God incidence. Yeah. And she's our second oldest. She she comes to me and said, "Daddy, you got to read this book. It's so good. It's Saint Thomas Aquinas, written for a child." Okay. <laughs> Can I borrow it? <laughs> yeah, right, me too. I'm reading it right now. Um, and she's compelled by it. Wow. And let me just say that of all our kids, they all have great gifts. I wouldn't have picked her to bring the one to bring it to me. Yes. <laughs> and she is. And how he's touching her life. He Whoa. can touch anybody's life. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the roots that are being, you know, driven deep into this soil here um, in Rowena is something I've never experienced before. Uh, I feel like everything's just coming full circle every day. Uh, all I've ever wanted to do, you know, I'm Rome boys, I'm the entrepreneur or whatever. Um, whatever that means. But, uh, you know, I'm not an institution guy. So I was always like, I don't want to work for a corporate company. I can do it better myself. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why, I, that's why cross healthcare exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, we own our own company and, and, uh, we're so thankful for everybody that works with us. And, uh, there's just, there's not anything in my life that I don't feel that God has just orchestrated every bit of it. And if, if I was to, to die tomorrow, I'd be sad for my kids uh, and my wife, but I'd be fulfilled. Uh, and that's hard to say. I have run yeah. the race. I have fought the good fight. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not giving up. I'm excited. Sure. I can't believe what God has in store sure. you know, for the next yeah. so many years. But um, seize the day. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Carpe diem. Mm-hmm. Um, I was diagnosed with cancer, uh, and that was one of the biggest struggles that we faced, uh, just not knowing what tomorrow would bring mm-hmm. and saying, Hey Chris, wake up. And I'm like, God, I've been through hell. Mm-hmm. Why am I having this disease, this mm-hmm. diagnosis? Uh, but there have been so many people that I've helped who have had the same diagnosis and other cancer diagnoses and the good that can come from it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many people's lives have turned around and, and so every single time, uh, 
I come back to my faith to say, here's, here's the formula. Cause I took a natural approach and it, it was, and I was successful. Uh, and so it always came back to, but none of this matters. Um, I honestly believe that God's purpose is what is my lifeline. Um, not medicine, not fruits and vegetables, uh, you know, uh, but it's my purpose that is coursing through my veins. Hmm. Uh, and, uh, whenever I sin, it hurts. It hurts more than anything I can Mm. imagine because I know that it's my choice, right? When it's, Mm. when it's a mortal sin, it's grave sin. And when it's on your heart, uh, it it takes me all the way back to when I was an innocent child and God was there for me in the worst of times. And here I am in the best of times Mm. and God is, uh, God is there with me now. But you know, I'm always reminded like, uh, when we're up on the mountaintop, when we can see everything clearly, we should be able to see God in our life Mm. the most, but sometimes we forget, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's when we're in those valleys that we're looking up to God that we need that help. Right. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, my, my encouragement to anybody who is not willing to share their testimony is you're not willing to share Jesus, and that ain't okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think people need to be more bold, yeah. and yeah. Uh, that's how Rome Boys was born, right? Uh, sure. We don't have any knowledge that no one else has access to mm-hmm. or uh, has the courage and ability to share. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. The Cinderella Man. <laughs> that was a good movie that was a good one well thanks chris that was uh, yes thanks for sharing yeah thanks for sharing that i think it just all culminates to just the invite amen Mm. amen the invite so we're inviting you (laughs) to subscribe and like our channel and visit our website roomboys.org in the meantime be bold be real be catholic god God bless. bless